Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, I want to talk about Italy. Very briefly, if I can, because I want to come to this bedroom tax in a second. But um, according to some businesses over there, Italy's businesses have begun to act out against government coronavirus regulations with small acts of civil disobedience. They've adopted a three-way system, by the way, in Italy of restrictions shortly before Christmas and have since been changing up measures uh, on a regional basis depending on the latest coronavirus infection rates or data. And restaurants and cafes in several regions have been forced to shut uh, down to operate as takeaways only to avoid people assembling in large groups outdoors. They're a little bit behind us, I suppose, in that sense. But several businesses across the country have begun to protest, demanding clear and fairer rules from the government. And uh, businessman Armando Minuto uh, said he will be, uh, he is willing to be fined but wants to keep his restaurant open after months of being forced shut. He said, we can't do this anymore. Uh, this is what we call a polite protest. So essentially what has happened is, it's not just him, by the way, there was a whole, I don't know whether you've seen it online, they give a big speech, there was a big protest, a lot of people outdoors, and the whole movement is called I'll Open, which is the translation for what they say in Italian. It's called Isle Open, and it's now a trend that's happening across not just Italy, but Europe. I know in Poland, they're doing something similar as well, where restaurants are saying, if we all open, they can't close us all. Their argument is, of course, they can't keep closing because they're losing too much business. Staff are losing money. People can't pay mortgages and bills, etc., etc., and they just can't keep doing this. Now, in Ireland, for example, it has been suggested that restaurants will be closed, probably just at least March or possibly the end of April. Wet pubs, no end in sight there, by the way. The suggestion is even August before any of the, that part of the hospitality opens up. And a lot of hospitality, some of them, it suits them, by the way. There are some small pubs, I've heard stories about small pubs who are losing money anyway, and now they're being subsidised by the state, and it kind of suits them to stay closed. That wouldn't be the majority. The majority are losing a lot of money, losing a lot of staff, staff losing, I suppose, in despair because they've lost their jobs, essentially. And I want to know if you think this is irresponsible, this movement. So this movement towards people opening their businesses in defiance of the government regulations. Do you believe it's an irresponsible movement? Now, there is a a big movement happening, I believe, on the 30th of January across Europe. I think it's called Open Up or something similar to that. Again, there's a hashtag online for it. And they're telling all businesses across Europe just to open uh, in defiance of government regulations. So in other words, hospitality in general believe that they've been unfairly targeted throughout this. So let me know if you agree with this movement or do you believe it's grossly irresponsible in the current uh, pandemic? Let me know. The number is 087-188-0008. Is it grossly irresponsible or do you believe, well, I can't really blame them now. It's got to that point now. Let me go to John. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Well, good afternoon, Niall. How are you doing? Good. John, do you believe it's irresponsible of people, particularly when you have countries with high numbers, uh, which we have at the moment, and Italy would have too, and many other countries, the UK as well, you know, for these businesses to open up in defiance of the government? No, and I fully endorse it, and I hope that the Irish people here, the Irish business, will start opening and telling the government to go away. Because now, let's be honest, businesses have been in lockdown for what? Since last year? Best part of a year on and off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one minute they're open, the next minute they're shut, the next minute people are going to work, the next minute they're going back home again to sit at home for the next three or four months. The government then are not even having an open debate on this. You know, at the end well, of the day, well, the government will argue they don't need an open debate. They'll say the bottom line is, as far as we're concerned, that's where people congregate, pubs, bars, restaurants, and this is the biggest risk, you know, for people, I suppose, when it comes to the spread of COVID-19, as far as the government are concerned. 
Niall, at the end of the day, the government have never had an open... You had an interview last week where a chap said these lockdowns are not the way to go. This is and Professor John debate. Lee in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and an open debate is where we need to go on this whole issue going forward because this thing is going to be with us for many, many years to come. The fact of the matter is, I mean, if I was a business today, I would tell the government to go away with themselves. I need to get myself, you know, back open up, operational, get back into business again. Yeah, but if you open, yeah, but if you open up on your own, the guards are just going to come in, close you down, and most likely take your license off you. It's not even that, Noel. How many businesses are going to be destroyed and lost out? Oh, many, 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 many businesses will be destroyed. You know, I mean, you're talking about there's a lot of English businesses who have come to here in Ireland over the last number of years. How many, you know, how many more lockdowns are they going to go and take on and go? Do you know what? I'm moving back to England. You know, your Debenhams and all that kind of stuff. All that's happening already. Businesses are just packing up and going away. They're just sick of it at this stage. And I agree with the people in Europe, uh, you know, saying to the government, your lockdowns, we don't want to hear them anymore. We don't want to see any more around lockdowns. The fact of the matter is, if the government was opened about this whole thing and their numbers, because, again, when you see the numbers on the television each, each, uh, each 6-1, they're not broken down. They're mm. just the same old numbers petered out time and time well, again. Well, they're not, well, they're not no the same. The numbers change on a nightly basis, obviously. They're not the same numbers. Well, there's not even that. There's never a breakdown of it. I mean, you have well, no, they don't. Well, they don't give you an age break. Well, they give you an age breakdown in relation to cases, but not in relation to the amount of people that die. Yeah, but the, the thing about it is they say uh, 6,000 people have been in hospital with COVID-19. Or with COVID-19. Now, they, give you, they never say what they were actually been in hospital with. They just mentioned this is the, 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 f- the figure of 1,800 and whatever it is yesterday. Whatever the yeah, figures yeah. are today. The yeah. fact of the matter is, they never give you a breakdown what they actually initially went into hospital with. And because they tested positive, then suddenly the only thing that matters to their condition, their medical condition, is the COVID. So, I mean, we're not getting a true picture of anything from the government. Okay, well, I'm not not going to disagree with you that we need more transparency when it comes to hospitalizations, when it comes to, sadly, people passing away, to put more perspective into this. And I'm not going to completely disagree with that. But the argument from some people, and I'm just giving you the argument from the other side, is that if hospitality opens back up, and hospitality are the ones that have been picked on from the very start, I mean, look, wet pubs haven't really been open at all in the last year, uh, that if they start opening back up again, that this will increase the spread, because according to the government, the reason we're seeing higher numbers of cases now is it because of the, the kind of two weeks that we went a bit mad before Christmas well, we did it. well I don't believe we went mad I think we just enjoyed life as human beings uh, but they're saying that we went a bit mad and that's the reason not the fact that it's probably seasonal anyway to be honest with you No, you know the reason <clears throat> and I've said this to somebody over the weekend the reason why these lockdowns are coming about all the time is that the HSC cannot manage its you know, it's it's in load of patients coming. Well, because, because they don't have the staff. The staff are all at home, myself isolating. Yeah, yeah but, okay. uh, but initially they not can't. all of them, obviously. Yeah, but no, initially the uh, HSE cannot manage uh, on a yearly basis the amount of influx of patients that go in and out of emergency departments. And at the end, now what they're saying to the Irish people is now you take on the failures of us for the last number of years. How many people are going to live like that forever? Mm. I know I'm not, and I know I agree with them people in Europe for not living like that either. At the end of the day, we need to get back to our normal lives. And if the numbers go up, they go up. And if they come down, they come down. And, and then would you be would you be happy then? And would you come on the air and talk to me? Let's say, for example, if suddenly more and more people start dying. Niall, at the end of the day, you have country, you have flus out there that are taking people out. You have other other diseases other and illnesses. Diseases I, I'm aware of that. Yes, yeah, but but but, but, but you, you don't want to be adding to it either. I suppose is the argument, isn't it? Look, these people can put up the argument. The numbers are going. Okay, well, well let, let me somebody put up the other side of the argument because Stephen, anyway. you're well, well. Hang on, John. Stephen, you're on classic. Yeah, Kids. okay. Hayden. 
How are you, Noel? Uh, how are you doing, Stephen? Okay, Stephen, this movement across Europe, which started off in Italy, now it seems to have moved to Poland and other countries as well, and they're kind of calling on every all businesses to open up in defiance of the government. They, they did it in Italy over the weekend with thousands of restaurants opening in defiance of state regulations. Do you believe that's irresponsible? Absolutely. Is that guy's name John there? Is yeah, he I'm head? here. Is he? He is there, yeah. Seriously, yeah, like, I am does here. He, does he work in, in a hospital? Does he have to deal with the patients that are dying and that are very sick because of this? And why would we knowingly then inflict more stuff on people like having to deal with that? Right, you're asking me a direct question about your hospital Absolute. intake there. Okay, Absolute, well, yeah. what's your name, Stephen, is it? Yeah. You're right, okay, Stephen. Nice to talk to you. The fact of the matter is, over the last number of years... We had a flu epidemic in this country. We had trolleys galore in hospitals. And we never had semi, so many lockdowns. We had people dying of the flu. We had old people dying of the flu. And we never had this carry-on that's going on at the moment. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have had the numbers dying, in fairness, that, that you have now. And, I, and I, By the way, I'm not disputing the fact that, you know, last March we thought COVID-19 was a lot more dangerous than it actually is. I'm not disputing that. But in saying that, the numbers of people that would have died of influenza certainly wouldn't be as high as the numbers of people. And, and again, within the age group that we're talking about, the elderly people uh, dying of COVID-19, John. No, but the fact of the matter is a lot of people are dying of other illness or other associated illnesses. I absolutely agree with you. I I do. And that's why why I'm not disagreeing with your point about transparency. By the way, sorry, Stephen, you know, a lot of these businesses are suffering really badly. Yeah, I I, I understand that, Noel. And obviously, businesses uh, affect people. There's people behind all of this, you know. So there's people behind losing their jobs. There's people behind working in the hospitals. So... It's about a balance. Now, John mightn't agree that the balance is right at the moment. But it's in my not. Opinion, no, I don't, Steve. Yeah, well, well, in my opinion, we, we, we went with John's theory three weeks before Christmas, and then we have 60 or 50 people dying every there day. Is a, there is an argument by many scientists out there in relation to what, because the same thing happened in the UK. Uh, there is an argument that those numbers would have gone up anyway because of seasonality. That this, this time of the year, Stephen, most likely the numbers would have gone up anyway. I mean, I did hear somebody yesterday on, on radio, a um, minister, I can't remember who it was, and he was blaming students. He was saying it was the students who came home for Christmas who spread the virus, you know, who increased the numbers. And then somebody else said it was the party goers, the people who went out from offices, for restaurants, for a meal. Um, and this constant blame game, all this, it doesn't, Stephen, it doesn't really matter whose fault it was. It's there, it's with us, we need to deal with it. It doesn't matter whose yeah, fault it is. Point, my point, Noel, is that John, John wants to open up restaurants and go, we live about our normal life. Like, uh, uh, but what I'm saying to you is that, that his theory was put into practice before Christmas and look at the, look where the numbers went. Michael Martin said the other day that if he, had not, if he knew now, or he knew then what he knows now, that that probably wouldn't have happened. But you, there is an argument there, and there's a research out there last week, and Professor John Lee, who we had on the show on Friday, pointed to new research, I think it was from Stanford, I think it was from Stanford he mentioned, that shows that lockdowns don't actually work. And in fact, some of the research suggests that they had the opposite effect, because as we've, as we've been told, you know, the majority of spread is in the family home, and here we are telling people to stay at home. So, I know I understand they have to get out to catch it, to bring it home in the first place, but the point is that these, according to some scientists, these lockdowns make zero difference. And you take, for example, Florida. Uh, and I read an article there yesterday about many Americans are now moving to the state of Florida because they've no lockdowns, no mandatory mask wearing, although people are wearing masks at shops and what have you. And yet, if you look at their debt rate and case numbers at the moment, um, it's pretty much the same as here. And we're in a lockdown. So there is an argument that countries have had the, the most severe lockdowns have had a lot of cases and deaths. And some that have, hadn't had really severe lockdowns have could have had less. So 
lockdowns don't seem to be the answer either. And Stephen, we've got to balance it out with the damage that's done to society, the economy and, people and, and people's mental health. So I, I do understand yeah. the point John is making. I'm not disagreeing with you, Stephen, and I know there's a huge amount of pressure on our health service. I understand the people who have to work on the front line and deal with that. Uh, but there's a balance to be sought somewhere, isn't there? Absolutely. And you also have to wonder what sort of a lockdown have you got at the moment? Like, there's business closed, but there's still an awful lot of people moving around. There's much more people moving around now than there, there was, was in March. March. I, I absolutely yeah. agree with you. So, but but so what, what can you do? In- what can you do? Lock people in their homes? Yeah, but there's a lockdown in theory or a lockdown in practice. Like that's that's I think what we need to come to terms in the sense of. Uh, well, what what do you? Well, okay. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me say you were head of Neffet or head of the government. It was your decision tomorrow, Stephen. What would you do? I know that's just sorry. I'm putting you on the spot, actually. But I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. So, so you're on the air and you're talking to me, and there's a restaurant owner on the air saying his business and his staff, are, you know, are skint. They can't pay their mortgages. I can't pay me bills. I'm, I'm, my business is going to go after thirty years. The business is going okay, to go. Okay. So, and I, and you're there making a good point about saving lives. I'm not. I'm not saying you're not, and that's a good point to make. But how do you convince, as a leader or as head of Neffet or head of the government, that it's all going to be worth it? You know, and, and how do you convince me that, you know, tell me, like you're saying, there's not as many people locked down. And I understand there's a bit more traffic than there was in March. So what's the answer? Do, do you call in martial law or something like that? I mean, where do you go from here, Stephen? No, but you see, I think, Noel, at the initial stage of this, there's a lot of buy-in from people. But at, at this stage, people have a pain in their arse with it. Like, mm, and, and I get that. Un, unfortunately, that's what it is. But there's no enforcement of it. So if you have a restaurant that's open and that's abiding by the rules and, and doing what they should be doing, that's fine. You can have one down the road who's jam-packed and there's no uh, penalty for that. Like. So mm. from the very start of this, there's been really, and maybe that's because we're not able to, or is it just the, the type of, of uh, people that we are that we don't enforce rules to, to the letter of the law? Well, I, I think a lot of these guidelines have been down to personal responsibility. It's pretty difficult for the Gardaí and the administration and the government to keep an eye on everything that's going on. Uh, because unfortunately, the Gardaí, uh, they're losing staff at the moment as well because there's a lot of staff, Garda staff not available for work, just like there's no HSE staff available for work. Uh, all because people are at home, and we only spoke about this earlier on, people are at home self-isolating who may not even have the virus. You know, with critical workers who can't go to work because of the policies that we've put in place rather than giving them a quick antigen test so they could go back to work. But that's a whole different argument. Uh, yeah. But I, I do get the point you're making, Stephen. So you think it's irresponsible? I just think we need to have a seat. Like, before we start marching around and going open up all the restaurants, we understand there's people behind all of this story, whether it's the HSE, that people that work there, or businesses, people that work there. But there's a pinch point, and the pinch point is in the hospitals where people are sick, and ultimately where a lot of them are dying because of this. And I think we just need to consider that before we start marching around telling people to open up, open up, regardless of what's going to happen. Okay, well, do me a favour, stay there a second, because I want to go to Thomas after the break as well, who I think disagrees, would you? Uh, I have a pain in my arse now with people like Stephen. All right, okay, well, you don't even know Stephen. Uh, we are being made ticks of people flying in from everywhere, and we are forced to stay in. Just open everything up. Okay, well, it's not that simple, I don't think, you know, obviously. Some people would support that, some people wouldn't. Uh, no, I don't believe the idea of having no cases at all is even a possibility. Somebody else has fully support what those Italian uh, restaurateurs are doing. Uh, so much of what the government, the HSC and effort are telling us makes zero sense and just fear-mongering. We've had enough, says Tom. Now, it's grossly irresponsible uh, during the current pandemic for any business to take it upon themselves to open up and spread the virus even more. 
Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Number is 087 I'm asking you, do you agree what the Italians did, or some Italian restaurants did over the weekend? Well, actually, thousands of them did, which was open up in defiance of the government, basically saying we've had enough of this. Uh, they're doing it in other countries as well. I'm asking you, do you agree, or do you believe that's grossly irresponsible? Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 087 All right, I'm from the text coming in. Sean and Cork said, they told us last March to flatten the curve. It'll only be for two weeks. They told us masks were useless. They lied about the COVID deaths because Varadkar admitted that regardless of cause of death, the debts were listed as COVID. Uh, when is Paddy going to wake up? Open the businesses. Sean and Cork. Who's Paddy? Oh, Paddy. You mean the Irish people in general. Okay, not that's Stephen I thought you were talking about there. Uh, let me go to Thomas. Thomas, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Thomas? Oh, the farm Good. Thomas, I mean, this idea or this movement, uh, you know, across Europe of opening the businesses in defiance of the government and, you know, health advice, is this irresponsible or do you believe people have just had enough? Um, I think people have, I don't know, what, what, what is an awful shame, I think, is that the government haven't put any trust in these people to avoid by the guidelines. They've had, they've had a week or two here and there, and then they've been shut down. I mean, when you think of it, like, these people that own these businesses have poured their heart and soul into it. Yeah, when they put screens up and all sorts of carry on, yeah, yeah. But when these people have to close their businesses, they have to then go through the awkward process of telling their employees that they don't have a job. And then their employees are going home and distressed at home and not being able to pay bills and pay mortgages. And unfortunately, some people aren't built to withstand that amount of pressure. So that's just the cruel reality. Some people... Some people are better at handling stress than others and financial difficulties than others, yeah. And it can, it can cripple people. It can cripple families. Lord, we've all been there when we've been a bit tired of a few quid, like, you know. And I think it comes to a point of no return where people are kind of saying, look, we're like take my chances with getting this virus and getting over it if it means I can have the business because I can I can bite this virus maybe but I definitely can't sustain the pressure at home well, well 99 point whatever it is percent of people will will survive the virus and most yeah. people actually won't get symptoms at all and very few people will get mild symptoms so in saying that it is a small amount of people but you know there are people out there who are in a vulnerable category and vulnerable groups who, who you have less chances of survival you do and this, I, I understand that and I'm not saying I'm not trying to discredit any deaths or anything. Now, I've, I, I've, known, I've known people who, have, unfortunately, have passed away from it, but I do fully believe that this virus won't take us down. It'll be the crushing pressure from bills, economy, depression, that it will eventually get... OK, well, like well, well, let me go back to Stephen. You know, are you there, still there, Stephen? I am, Oily. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, th- this is a huge part of it, too. The damage that's been done to the country, not just the economy. I know it's not always about money, but money is important because with money comes health as well. But wealth, they say, is and health are intrinsically linked. I, I mean, there's also, you know, the mental health damages to people, the lack of uh, surgery or what they call uh, non-vital surgery, which could be vital and reduce people's mortality overall. All of those things, you know, that some people would suggest and some experts will kill more people than the actual virus itself. Yeah, I know. I, I, like I agree, Noel. It is about the, it is about a balance, um, and and here how we get that balance right. There's been mistakes made, and there will be mistakes made. But we can't just say "fuck you, Jack." I'm all right. Like, you know what I mean? So if I, I, I'm okay. I'm young. I, I catch it. I have mild symptoms. I go to a restaurant, a pub, and I go out and enjoy myself. Well, somebody else then is on a ventilator in hospital because I'm assisting that. I, I, under, I understand what you're saying and there is an argument when we talk about trade-offs in life I'm not referring specifically to COVID-19 but 
let's say, for example, 170 people die on on average every single year. Actually, more people died in 2020 in car crashes than they did in the year before. But anyway, and you'd imagine it would have been less with less traffic on the road. But because people die and innocent people die and innocent people end up getting, thousands of people probably end up getting maimed or seriously injured or end up in a wheelchair for the rest of their lives because of it. We don't turn around and, and ban cars. You know, even though innocent people get hit by cars and innocent people yeah, end you, up the victims. So you, do, you don't ban, you don't ban cars. We haven't banned smoking. And look how many people, look how many people die of simple. But look how many people end up in hospital every year with lung cancer. Yeah, yeah, but you mentioned people not going for surgeries and stuff. But like, they're, they're not going to go for surgeries because the hospitals can't take them in because the numbers are the way they are. Yeah, but more people are going to end up in hospital this year with cancer. And a lot of that is to do with, you know, our lifestyles and smoking and many other things as well. But we don't ban those things. No, Do you understand what I'm saying? There was there was a balance there where they were able to keep uh, that stuff running plus deal with what they were dealing with and yeah. with, within the, within the within the hospital environment. But at the moment, they're saying that they're not, and that's because the numbers are the way they are. So if we go, well, it's away, not it's not particularly about the numbers. It's because we we're lacking the staff now. Because in one day, for example, last week, seven thousand members or staff members of the HSE were at home, self isolating. So, and the majority of those, by the way, didn't have COVID-19. They would have been a close contact maybe of somebody who did. You know what I mean? So that that's the biggest problem we have is a lack of staff. Yeah, but well, that's only because of what they because of the, they've been exposed to it, and that and that they have to stay at home. So again, that feeds into the, what I'm what I'm saying about is mm. about the, the numbers that's involved with it. Like currently, it, there's too many staff out sick, and there's too many people in hospital with it. So that's mm. the pinch point. So they can't have people can't go in and have. There's regular operations being cancelled. Or at one point, if something was to happen in Cork, for example, like say last week, they had no ICU beds. Like, and what what's going to happen if the government turn around in say six months and say, listen, you know, the vaccine is very good and it stops you getting symptoms, but it still, you know, it doesn't stop you being infected, and we're still seeing thousands of cases every day. You know, we can't open up yet. You will have to lock down again, or and we just keep opening up, locking down, opening up, locking down. How long do you think business can last in the country if, if that continues? There's a, lot, there's a lot of places now where it won't last much no, longer or haven't lasted this far enough. But all I'd say is that in March, we, we can point the finger and say we were told this, we were told that. Nobody knows, like. The experts that are involved with this don't know exactly where this is going. Like. So there's different variants. Well, I, I, I understand, but we're kind of making it up as we go along. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, sure. We have, and that's we just. I think we have to accept that. That that, that like. We're, but do, but do it. But but okay. You're saying we have to accept that, and I, and I understand the point that you're making in relation to saving lives. But these businesses are saying, you know, there's more to this than just people in hospital. There's people with businesses, and and you can argue, and I I know I, I do accept to some degree the argument. Money, you know, health is more important than money. And I, I agree with people when they say that. But with that money also comes people's health, people's despair, their poverty, which indeed can force people into situations of suicide and all sorts of other horrible things to go wrong in their lives. So, I mean, all those things are important. These are all balances in life. Health is more than just physical health. It's mental health and it's social health as well. But let me, let, me yeah. just bring, let me just bring Carl in as well. Carl, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carl? How you doing, Niall? Uh, Carl, it's a kind of difficult one. And, you know, I'm not saying I support the businesses in Italy, but I do understand their frustration. I understand their frustration in Italy, but um, to have people going on in Ireland saying that we, or we, maybe we should do the same thing. Uh, there was some foreign business owner you had. You mentioned his name earlier. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what he wanted to do. Well, I, I think his, his visa should be taken away from him if he wants to do that. If he wants to kill 
open his business to allow more Irish people to spread the virus when the hospitals are pleading, pleading with him. Please stay at home. They opened the country for two weeks before Christmas. Look what happened. We locked it down on the 26th. Look what has happened now to date. The figures are going back down again. <clears throat> yeah, but again, there's many people will argue as to why the figures are go up and down all the time because it's to do with because seasonality. Because we keep opening and closing the place now. Yeah, but, but but what are you going to do, Carl? What's the, what's the solution then? Just leave it closed completely? Well, we, well yeah, but pretty much. We're going to have to lock it down until we get a vaccine. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I know Peter wanted to say or Thomas wanted to say something there. Thomas, sorry, you want to say something there? No, I just I find it's, it's very easy to say. Just keep it locked down, like you know, it's very easy. It's easy, you know, to, it's, it's easy it's, to say, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's just as easy to say. So why not open the whole thing up, like you know? Everybody isn't everybody isn't going to die if you open it. Why up. You put a guideline. Look, I didn't we, say, we, I, we, I never said everybody's going all, to die. You said all the people. All you have to do is look at the figures. We had we had the figure at a, at a very very low rate before the Christmas. We opened it up for people to do a bit of shopping and to entertain their families. Right. And then, and, then, and by the way, you do know that they're saying now it was nothing to do with that. They're saying now it was students coming home for Christmas. Well, also that, also Niall, we had everybody allowed to come home from Canada, Australia, America, you name it, and they weren't allowed. To, they weren't asked for a PCR test. Yes, when I have to, when I travel abroad and I have to go and see my family. I'm asked for this PCR test. But now Ireland allowed everybody in. They didn't check them, test them, nothing. That's it's typical Ireland. But, they, but it only now, I think it started on Friday there now, they, they, they've started asking for the PCR from, from worldwide, not only UK and South Africa. But it's about time. They should have did it. Well, well, did well it. mind you, I don't know whether you listened to the start of the show, Car. We spoke to Josephine, who's sitting in an airport as we speak, waiting to fly at half past one today. She went and got the test because you get a test 72 hours now before you leave. And nobody's even asked her for the results. Should have was a waste of money. You'll be asked the results on, on the other side. Will you? Well, they should have been. Initially, the staff. Well, she, shouldn't be, she shouldn't be allowed on the plane, and, uh, uh, allegedly, unless she has a test with her. Yeah, well, this is, this is it. I don't know what. That, again, that's down to the staffing and the management in Dublin Airport. Okay, but okay, it, well, let, well, let's let's lock it into it because I find with this whole COVID, the blame game, the emotional blame game of oh, don't go get COVID or you'll kill your granny or you know it's the students' fault or it's the people who went out and had a, a work office you know get together there before case your fault. This blame game is pointless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I mean, at the end of the day. Viruses are seasonal anyway. They always have been since history began. So most likely the case numbers were going to go up this time of the year as they do every year with influenza and common colds and other viruses as well. So, no, that, that's, that, that's, that, that's incorrect. No, no it's not look, incorrect. Viruses well, no, are if seasonal. If you look across Europe when, when, look, when Europe knocked lockdown for Christmas, their figures went down. Yeah, but Ireland, we opened up. Well, 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 well no, the United Kingdom was locked down before Christmas. They didn't open and their figures have gone up too. Yeah, but that's what they did, the new variant. We're talking about all the other countries. Ah, it's this new variant, yeah. No, they, I'm just saying, their case numbers went up as well, and they were locked down for Christmas. Yeah. I, I, I gave you an example a few minutes ago of Florida, which hasn't been locked down since last July. And their numbers are actually lower than ours. Look at the other 30 odd countries around Europe, how they locked down and how their figures went down during the Christmas. Have you looked at that? No, no, I'm not. Look, I'm not going to get into an argument with you, Carl, as to whether lockdowns work or whether they don't. There's two sides of the argument. There are scientists who believe they make no difference. A published paper only last week said lockdowns make no difference. There are those who believe they do make a difference. We are where we are. But the point is, we have to consider a balance. Is is this your point, Noel, or is it everybody's point? Because 
We no, no, I'm, I'm saying you, you have to try to listen to everybody, Carl. That's you all I'm saying. I tell you what, look at the figures for the rest of Europe except the UK. Ta- uh, Carl, there's no need to get so excited about look it. Look at the figures. You keep shooting people down. I'm not shooting. Oh, Carl, I'm not shooting you down. I'm just saying we have to consider everything. But it's not only your fucking point. Carl, there's no need to use bad language on the radio. There's no need to get so annoyed. All, all, all I'm saying is, you, do, you don't shoot down debate, Carl. I accept your view. And I accept that it's important that we save lives. But I also accept Thomas's view that we have to strike a balance. Do you not accept that? A balance for what? what? Do, do I worry about a, a restaurant closing down or do I worry about another 68 people dying? It's not about a restaurant closing down. It's about the hundreds and thousands of people around this country that are under financial and mental strain. And there's hundreds and thousands of people in this country under a lot health strain because our parents, our family members are dying. Yeah, and I, I, I accept your point. I understand that. Look, without, without being a crow, well, I, I, like, I, I, nice I would sooner, I would sooner lose my business. Away, I would like, sooner you know lose I mean? my business than lose my parents. I would sooner and, lose and, my business than lose my parents. And fair play, Sean. That, that's your point of view. Fair play, Sean. I respect that, but you have to respect the people out there. Are so would you prefer your business? Would you prefer your business or your parents? That are would you prefer to save? Would you prefer to Would you prefer to save your business or save your parents? What would you prefer to do? Would you prefer to save your restaurant or your bar? Or would you prefer to save your parents' lives? That's a, that's a bit of an emotional argument because, Carl, that's not going to be the trade-off that happens all the time because that's not how many people are actually dying of COVID-19. Sadly, some people are dying of COVID-19. There's no doubt about that, particularly those in the very vulnerable groups. But to suggest that if businesses open up that everybody's parents are going to die, that's not going to be the case, Carl. And that's a bit of an emotional argument. But I get what you're saying. Carl, Thomas, stay with me. I have to take a break. Hi, Niall. Hope you're well. Uh, working from home, so can't come on, but... I don't agree with you at all saying it's not a big deal with the 16 people. Um, You know, nepotism that the kids of the guy who runs the hospital got it. And are you saying that nobody thought to ring the nursing home that's beside the hospital or to ring the staff that were at home and say, listen, can you hop in the car? We have a few extra vaccines. The people working on the COVID wards, the people that have been working for nearly a year at this that they don't deserve to get that vaccine before family and friends of those that are probably not working in COVID wards and, you know, listening to nurses on RT and everything else, you know, family members, nurses falling like flies, ads being put up on social media to help with nursing homes and hospitals. Give them all the vaccines, not the friends and family of the staff, the people that are on the real front line in the hospitals, guardy, firemen, ambulance, carers, cleaners, hospital porters. So think about that for a minute, Niall. Thanks. Thought about it. You're probably right, to be honest with you. I understand. But I, I, I didn't mean it wasn't a big deal. I just believe that, you know, in the big scheme of things, out of 77,000 vaccines, 16 you know, I don't know whether people deserve... Maybe you believe people deserve to lose their jobs over it. I don't I don't know. Maybe they didn't look hard enough to see if there was other people available or more deserving of the vaccine. The point is, probably everybody will get the vaccine who wants it within a period of time anyway. Uh, let me go to Agnes. Agnes, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Agnes? Hi, how are you? I just, I just want to wish for everybody a good year and healthy year. Yeah, I wish the same. I hope it, w- it works well for everybody. But uh, you're from Poland, Agnes. Yes, I am from now, Poland, I, yes. Now, I know there's a bit of a movement in Poland as well yes. Uh, yes. for restaurants and bars to open up in defiance of the government. Uh, do, yes. you, do you think that's irresponsible? 
I think yes. If if uh, if the owners uh, going go through, you know, with the whole restrictions, uh, with the distance, uh, sanitizing masks on the on the face. Mm. I think if Nile, if you want to stay at home, you just stay at home. But if you want to go and meet with people, just go and meet with people. I am, I am 43, I am 43, and I am at home since last April. Yeah. I really have enough. So your men, your mental health is suffering because of it. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I, I can completely understand that, and everybody's in the same situation. You know, we were only talking about it at the weekend that it's very difficult, it's very boring. We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything, and nothing to look forward to. It is difficult for people, and I get Absolutely and I get true. that. And by the way, I don't agree with everything Carl said. I agree with some of what Carl says. I think Carl has been over emotional about the whole thing. I understand people are there are sadly some people who have passed away, but you know we have to put things into perspective. And people's mental health and non-COVID health is very yes. is equally as important. Everybody have a different point of view and different situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in their life, everybody have different. So what would you, you what would you say to restaurant owners around Europe who on the thirtieth of January I think there's a big push for this peace of mind you know peace of mind uh, check what you can do ask your solicitors what you can do what government government exactly can do against uh, you know who can stop stop your work who can stop your work really so so if if they could do it safely i.e. with screens Absolutely. and social distance Absolutely. you would say go go ahead and do it. Safely, distance, go ahead. That's it. People, people need that. You know, I meet people uh, before before the uh, restrictions uh, number five level, and I just saw that you know the Irish people. <laughs> I am devastated. I am devastated. You know, I I'm I'm really sorry for everybody, for everybody. You know, who who died, who who who, who, who family members died. I am really sorry because. In Poland, uh, my friend's uh, aunt and uh, uncle died two mm-hmm. months ago, but only because, only because they can be treated what they're supposed to be treated. Yeah. Because on the, on the first is COVID. Yeah. This is absolutely non, not fair for, for, for everybody. You know, I, uh, you start about the vaccination. Yeah. I... I I don't know. I can tell you. Uh, I am I am from Limerick. I live uh, near nursing home. Half of the members, not not, not members, uh, half of the uh, elderly people don't want to take the vaccination. Well, I know there's a after what happened. I think in Norway, uh, they've associated some deaths, sadly, to the vaccine. I, I know they're now the HSE put out a guideline uh, again that if somebody is very unwell or very frail or elderly that maybe they shouldn't get the vaccine. Now, again, the HSC, you know, will give guidance in relation to that. And I'm sure that the, the GP, the local GP in, the, in the, the nursing home will give guidance to that. Listen, Agnes, thank you very much indeed. I, I'm running out of time there. Oh, I just think about the topic just for the moment in relation to the restaurants. Uh, I want to go to Evron, who is a restaurant owner in Cork. Evron, good afternoon to you. How are you? Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Difficult time, I know, for, for everybody, and um, particularly for the hospitality industry, restaurants, pubs, particularly the wet pubs, haven't been opened at all, really, since last year. 
um, and you guys got to open for a, a couple of weeks just before Christmas, and then became the blame for everything, I suppose. <laughs> um, which Indeed, I don't think, yeah. which, which I don't think was the case, to be honest with you. But anyway, um, there's a level of seasonality and a level of everything. I, I think blaming people is a bit silly, to be honest with you, at this stage. But but I mean, where do you go from here now? You've been told more or less it's probably going to be the end of April before you get to open. Um, I'm sure God only knows that might last a few weeks then you could be closed again we don't really know at this stage so how do you feel at the moment? Yeah indeed what you're, uh, I completely agree with most of the stuff what you're saying over there and I've been listening to your show um, last half an hour or so and I was listening a few of the, the commentators over there and they're blaming most of those things for uh, hospitality industry restaurants, pubs and uh, mm. hotels but that's that's not the case at all. I no, mean, the data doesn't. The data on outbreaks, for example, that we've seen being posted by the HSE yeah. doesn't suggest that primarily the problem is the hospitality industry, and primarily yeah. the problem is hospitals, care homes, and the home. Well, well, from from first person, uh, I'm just going to put it everything everything to you very honestly. First of all, um, when uh, did all this COVID things come last March? Uh, it was ordered by the government, I think, 22nd of, if I'm not wrong, 22nd of March to close down all the hospitality industry. But what we did, what we did was we closed one week earlier because uh, my business partner, he is, 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 is a diabetes. And I have another guy over there. He had a problem with uh, underlying health issues. And we just, we just escalated the whole thing. And we said, look, we can't take a risk. We don't know what it is. So we closed even one week earlier than, uh, mm-hmm. than government advised us. And a lot of businesses, they did that too as well. So Out of caution, uh, yes, because we weren't sure yeah, what we were dealing with. Yeah. Caution. And, and uh, eight, eight, nine out of ten, they did all everything, what we've been told. You know, we, we kept the social distancing guidelines. I, I took out uh, almost uh, more than half of the seating and everything inside my restaurant. And we, we separated areas. You know, we did everything we can. And we had, luckily, no case at all. Like, I, I heard no one... Uh, we had we knew it no problem whatsoever. Yeah, so you never not, got a call at any stage no, from the HSE. No, no, yeah. no, nothing whatsoever. And a lot of a lot of premises were the same, and and only one, two out of ten they didn't follow these. And you know uh, there are some cases over there. Mm-hmm. You know th- things happen, but you cannot generalize everything and put everyone in the same basket. And there is a lot of things involved in this, which you were talking. For example, traveling restrictions and these and that. Yeah, yeah we 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 could have done things better. For instance, like uh, having PCR tests on the airports and all these kind of things. But look, it's easier to blame someone. I can blame you. You can blame me. We mm. all blame each other. And where do we go from there? Nowhere. Closing down and all these things. Is it working? I don't think so. I tell you from first and last March, we closed down and we are we allowed to open up for takeaway. And the amount of people are right now and the last March, it's tenfold. The amount of people are on the street right now, ten times than first lockdown. Last lockdown, there were some days. And why? And why do you? Why do you think that is? Because people because are not, not pe- complying or bored. Are bored. People are bored. People are people are people are pissed off. I'm sorry about the language. People are uh, they, they feel like their their freedom are taken from them, and they're they're doing everything. They're wearing masks. They're sanitizing their hands, and they're they're keeping social distancing. But then again, they can't uh, do certain things, and you know um, they can't just go and grab a coffee or sit somewhere. I mean. Uh, why can't we do uh, things like people are they can do other countries like you are giving example of uh, Florida? Yeah, we all know that viruses are going up in this time of year and amount of people are dying. Their numbers are uh, announcing 50, 60 people. 
all these people were, were relatively well, I, was lo- I was looking, we mentioned Florida earlier on, and just, just yeah. to clarify, I, obviously there's more people, that more cases and more people dying, but they have 26 million population, 26 million yes, people. Correct. So, correct. so if you put per head of population, say yesterday, for example, I think Florida would have had less deaths and less cases than Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and they have no lockdown at all. Yeah. And, and there is yeah. an argument as to whether lockdowns work. Some people say they yeah. do, some people say they don't. But the, the point is, what I mean, this idea in Italy and Poland and other places where particularly Italy over the weekend, where restaurants just said, look, we've had enough of this. We're open. And, yeah. they, and they opened in defiance of the government. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and now they're calling for a mass opening around Europe with this new yeah. movement, uh, I think for January the 30th or something like that. Yeah. I mean, are you in favour of that? Or is that, as some people have said, is that irresponsible? Um, look, Niall, I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, when In these kind of circumstances, I'll never put my uh, myself in, in, in priority. I'll, I won't, I'm not going to do anything uh, stupid. For example, let's say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going ahead with it. I'm just going to open up. Or no, um, let's wait for another while, see how this thing escalates. And anyway, we knew that numbers are going to go high after the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these numbers are um, there is, uh, I, there is no transparency over there. I believe those numbers are backlogs of tests from Christmas time. Well, there, was, there was some backlogs of tests, yes. Yeah, so they also, also uh, they have to give us a breakdown of the debts, what those people are, the, the age group, and if they have underlying... Well, I mean, yeah, well, the, 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 well the, you, you don't really... Well, I mean, look, they don't... I know they don't give the age groups every night, yeah. but they did say on RTE the median age of people dying currently at the moment is 85 or 86 years of age. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the median age. So uh, there is no doubt. I mean, I, we don't have to see the numbers. There is no doubt that sadly the majority, the vast majority of people that are dying are people who are quite elderly and close to end of life. Yeah. yeah we, we understand that. I mean, that's... Yeah. I, yeah. I, but, I, they are, I, but they are somebody's mother and father or somebody's brother and sister. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, we can't be irresponsible and we just okay. Let's just gonna open up. We're gonna do what we supposed to do. No, this virus is not gonna go anywhere even after the vaccination. This no, virus is gonna be a part of our life. We're gonna we're gonna live with it. We're gonna learn how to live with it. Every year in the world, there are six hundred thousand people are dying from influenza. So there are there will be people who are dying from viruses. 2022, 2023. Okay, so but, but, but just finally, finally, everyone, you know, how are you financially, by the way? Uh, obviously, and your own mental health. I mean, are you, are you managing to get through this? Will you be able to open back up again? I mean, I mean, I, I tell you honestly, a lot of like, including ourselves, a lot of places, places are they're running by the tread. I mean, we're just, we're just. Are you in debt? But, oh yeah, massively. We all, we all, yeah. we all took bank loans and these and that. But anyway, these are not free money. We all have to pay them back, and and everybody is suffering. Um, so we mm. all own in this, on the same boat. Hospitality industry is the, one of the biggest industry in, in this country. So a lot of people are they rely on that they are losing their jobs. They're, they're, how they're going to pay their mortgages, their rents, and these and so on and so forth. Um, I mean, I don't know how long this is going to continue like this. But well, that, that's, that was my final question. So yeah. the government have said at least, well, Leo Varadkar said at least until the end of March, right? Uh, all businesses currently closed will be closed until at least the end of March possibly the end of April for, say, hospitality, and pubs or wet pubs, as they call them, um, no end in sight. It could be August. Now, they may turn around in April and say, actually, no, we're going to leave everyone closed till August. So yeah. uh, how, if they did that, if they, if they turn around and say, you know, end of April, end of August, whatever it happens to be, or you're not going to be open for the summer, how are you going to deal with that? Are, are you going to be able to deal with that? Uh, um, Niall, I, I just don't want to think that far ahead because... If, if I, when I'm doing that, it, it actually scares me. So I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to take day by day. 
and see see how it goes. And I I, I don't want to I don't want to worry about it uh, six months. And later. would you would you it's open? Not, it's it? not going to help my mental health, you know. But if if others were doing it, the point is, would you open against government guidelines? Is that something that you would consider doing, or do you yes, believe that's I would I would I would I would follow government uh, guidelines. I wouldn't uh, just uh, mm. go against 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 an uprising, and I'm just gonna. Uh, say people that just go on open up. No, that that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be the right way to do it. And look, we are we are now middle of January, and I believe three months time from today we'll be in a different position and things will be a little so. bit better. I hope uh, so. I, I'm a, I'm an optimistic person, so I believe that within three months time we'll be in a different position, and hopefully we'll we'll get around this thing. You know. All right. Well, listen. I wish the best of luck, everyone. Okay. No problem. Thank you okay. very much. Well, by the way, what's the name of your restaurant, everyone? It's called Nosta in Marlborough Street, Cork. Okay. All right. Okay. Give it a bit of a plug there. All right. Sounds great. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.